Welcome to the newest episode of the Brohams Podcast. As always, it's Marcel. It's Rita, CEO and president of Superstars Entertainment. This would be the spot where Robert fills in, but you know, Robert ain't here right now, so you know what? I'm taking that position right now. So, Alex, former stay-at-home dad of the Brohams Podcast, currently, you know, doing my fatherly thing for, you know, time being, you know what I'm saying? Seeing my kid, you know, out here in the the racist state of Mississippi, but that's how you, you know. do it for um yeah, we don't know where Robert's at. It's not like before where he had something to do. He just is not picking up the old uh the old Zoom phone. We have no idea what's going on. He'll probably show up later. We'll see what happens. So uh you know, I wouldn't say it's a slow news day in the world of wrestling. Some things have definitely been happening. AW had their grand grand slam show. We had the second episode of NXT 2.0 and uh, Extreme. I didn't know. I did not know Extreme Rules was Sunday. Like I was not paying attention for the most part. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a pay per view is coming up. No, it just it kind of snuck. I wouldn't even say it snuck up. It just like here it is, and I'm like, oh, okay. Right. It's like damn. There is. I'm like, yeah. It's just so much stuff going on. Uh, we got. So we'll start as we always do with around the ring. We got a couple of stories but there was one i saw that someone sent that i thought was fairly interesting in the world of AEW. reportedly according to uncle dave so you know take this with a grain of salt um especially when we get to when we start talking about raw and and something that apparently happened but didn't happen uh according to him AEW passed on bringing in Buddy Murphy. What? Yeah. Apparently, according to him, he said they've passed on a lot of people. It looks like they've passed on Murphy, who is obviously a great, great wrestler. Or his real name, Buddy Matthews, I guess. Now, he had a... I don't don't know if that's true or not. If it is, I'm slightly surprised. Given the kind of talent that Buddy is, he's obviously a solid worker. Um, he did some good things in WWE. A lot of people were surprised WWE let him go, especially since he seemed to be getting some traction with that Seth thing till they uh, put him with uh, Aaliyah Mysterio, and then she stopped showing up on TV. <laughs> so he stopped showing up on TV. But where was I going with this? I don't. Didn't pass on Buddy's interesting. Maybe because he went at cage on twitter for cage apparently what did he do no show or did he did he cancel or just straight up no show and he said he no showed yeah he's supposed to wrestle buddy at at some independent show i forget the uh, the name of it escapes me but he didn't show up and buddy apparently fired him up on twitter and cage fired back so if they passed on him that may be a reason that's just all pure speculation honestly yeah you think Brian Cage got pulled like that? In AEW? I think almost like, anybody. Honest, you want me to be 100% honest? I think pretty much almost anyone who signed a contract in AEW has pulled like that. Especially like Nick's the EVPs, especially Jericho or like Sting or Punk or Brian since he's there now. And I, I could easily see Cage trying to assert that, but he's apparently having some problems there right now according to his wife 
with the whole way he's been booked and all that. Shit. So I, I don't know what, what's going on with that. But if they passed on Buddy, that's interesting. But supposedly now he's going to be an impact. Didn't he leave Impact to go to WWE? Not WWE. Uh, what's the word? I swear Cage left. Or are we talking about Murphy? No, we're talking about Murphy. Cage oh, left. Okay, okay. Cage left oh, yeah, Impact. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I thought you were just talking about Cage. I was like, oh. But yeah, no, I, I see it. Impact. No, this isn't. Okay, this is related, but not. But um, again, I don't know where Robert is. He could explain more on this. But someone on the uh, Team All Elite Facebook group, because this was tagged to me in another group I'm in, is like a, I guess, a Dream Survivor Series card between AEW and WWE. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, we all saw this card. <laughs> all in all, minus like two matches that I don't think need to be on here. I think this would be a fairly solid card if it happened. Now, people in the comments are dumb. So some people are like, this could happen, but Vince is stubborn, blah, blah, blah. And he scared the forbidden door, something like that. I'm like, no, Vince wouldn't do this because it makes him no fun. It makes him no money. There's no, there's nothing to gain. I don't think there's anything. Well, there is something to gain financially from doing it, but it's not enough where Vince is like, okay, let's do it. Right, like it, it would help more way that. more, like way more. Yeah. So let's let's go through these, and unfortunately, since I'm on Facebook looking at this, I see some of the comments on here. <laughs> um, Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns. Someone said undoubtedly Kenny Omega will win the match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns, which on paper is a good match. Yeah. In 2016. Today it'd still be a good <laughs> match. Now in 2016 it would have been a great match, but today it'd be a good match. Um Adam Page versus AJ Styles. I mean maybe two years ago when Hangman was near the top of the card. Now I'm like AJ versus Hangman has no appeal to me at this juncture giving hangman status yeah i feel like oh shit how long ago was aj in uh, new japan like 2016 something like that 2016 2017 i think that match would have been good then but now that it's been about four years yeah i love hangman page and i love aj styles but you know the bosom kind of falling off at least AJ's on TV somewhat consistently. <laughs> uh, Christian Cage versus Edge. Like, okay, that's an easy layup. <laughs> yeah. Just put Edge and Christian together. Like, we haven't seen this match, like, at least three times in WWE. They haven't wrestled each other a lot, which makes sense. But, you know, 2021 Edge versus 2021 Christian. Now, all in all, I'm sure Christian is healthier than Edge is since Christian didn't really have to take any super duper extended time off, WWE just wasn't using him or anything. Oh my um, goodness. Speaking of which I saw them, I saw some wild comments when, when you posted it the one day I was mm-hmm. looking and I said something and I saw it was like, somebody was like, what do you mean? It was like, what do you mean Christian 
you know, Christian wouldn't go over on edge. It was like, look at his year. And then I was, I started to think about it and I was like, this man haven't done nothing like that. And they was talking about, he would beat edge. Like edge just had a lesser year than Christian has. And I was like, boy, they wild. Um, edge has main evented like two pay-per-views. Right. WrestleMania. He may have been in WrestleMania and was it Backlash? Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. He may have been in WrestleMania and Money in the Bank. He had a high. Pro- he had the only legit, legit good match with. Well, not the only one, but legitimately the best match on SummerSlam with Seth. His feud with Seth is still decent. Like they're really milking that. Um, that uh that curb stomp is like mad dangerous with edge's neck injury so like i I don't know if he's had less year than christian whose main highlight is yeah he won the impact title that that's pretty much christian's main highlight yeah but christian's won the you know he's won the title from you know impact before so it's like (laughs) you know yeah when it was still the nwa belt he won it yeah a long time ago Britt baker versus becky lynch now their promos will be great, but in ring, Becky is spanking Britt. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Like again, the promos will be great to watch, but Britt's still green, not super duper green. She's still fairly green. I don't really think she's at the point where she can really carry a match yet by herself. Becky is so. Uh. Man, a lot of people were like, for bigger win. I'm like, y'all bugging, really? Over <laughs> Becky? Like, Jesus Christ, this is straight up, this is straight up bias. I was like, y'all not right. thinking objectively at all. Like, Britt wins. I'm like, over Becky? Okay. Even though like, just, even though just like what a year, two years ago, everybody was like, man, Becky's the best, not even the best female wrestler. They're talking about Becky's the best wrestler right now. Right. They were like, she's the man. Like Brian Danielson, like a man named Daniel Bryan once said, she was the most over person in a company for like a good year or two. Facts. Easily. She like literally, you could, it's arguable, but she did carry WWE for most of 20. <laughs> Seth Rollins versus CM Punk in the street fight. I would watch that, to be honest. I'd, prob- I'd probably give that one to Punk, to be honest. You think Punk can like keep up like cardio was? Well, it's a street fight, so <laughs> he ain't got to do too much. <laughs> Crack that man in the head with a chair or something. I don't know. <laughs> Slow him I'd down. Give, I'd give it to Seth on that one. Are you saying because of cardio? Because you don't like Punk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that because Seth is a better overall person. I could deal with Seth's shenanigans in 2019 over Punk's shenanigans over the past seven or eight years or so. You know, they had matches in ROH, didn't they? When yeah. Seth was Tyler Black, uh, I don't think they did. I think I think I think they Punk had, was gone by that time. No, they or had one. Any- like, they had one early on in Seth's career, like before he became Tyler Black, like when he was just breaking in, and Punk worked at one time, I think. I think uh-huh. it's on his documentary, if I'm not mistaken. It might be. Let me see. Let me check the old his- YouTube machine. It's on his bonus features. I know that much. Because he called him by his government name and all that. <laughs> Seth's government name. Ooh. I just know Seth Rollins. Seth, I, bet. 
Oh, they. Well, yeah, they had matches on Raw, obviously, when Punk was still there. Oh, that was horrible. I remember that. <laughs> From 2013. Yeah, even Punk, like somebody on Twitter, I remember that. I was like, man, their chemistry was off. And like Punk got on Twitter and some fans said, you know, you and Seth had a kick-ass match. And Punk's response was, it was trash. <laughs> it was trash. At least Punk is like, at least Punk has always been honest about his matches. Yeah, that's why like when people say like, CM Punk is one of the best in-ring performers. I'm like, ooh, I don't know. When Punk didn't give a fuck, you can see that he didn't give a fuck. You know? <laughs> Like, yeah, it's, it's if I mean, I wouldn't put him in my top five or my top ten. He'd be like in my top twenty or thirty. Uncle Seth. Nope. I put <laughs> Seth. Like he, like I, I, like Shawn Michaels on drugs with better Punk when Punk was pissed off. Well, Punk on well, Shawn Michaels on drugs is better than like most of the roster in both companies now. So, right. like, <laughs> was just that good. <sighs> like, I, like, I think I was going back and forth with Robert one time. He was like, Punk is, like, top five. I was like, Punk is, like, top 20, top 30. At top this. five to you, maybe. Yeah, I'm like... And they teamed up one time on NXT against Cesaro yeah. and Cassius Ono. I guess the Kings of Wrestling. <laughs> okay. On paper, that's an indie fan's wet dream. Seth Rollins, you, Tyler Black, and CM Punk versus the Kings of Wrestling. What? People used to say like Seth was like the next CM Punk. I was like, well, Seth is a much better. Fifty <laughs> Seth Rollins that have one CM. That was Boy, Robert would have. Robert would have said that ten years ago, eleven years ago. But you know, Punk was the CM Punk. Well, Punk was the WWE champion when Seth was the NXT champion, so they had that going for him. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess. All right, let's keep this thing going. Darby Allen versus Randy Orton. I would watch that, to be honest. And I think Orton will put Darby over, to be honest. Randy with his, <laughs> with that Ron Jeremy mustache you got going on right now. Give that shit to Randy. <laughs> Why? Why you hating on my man Darby? <laughs> I, just, I just can't see any convincing way that Darby could beat Randy unless he shoots him with a gun. <laughs> I just I just can't see the guy who beat Undertaker, beat Triple H, Shawn Michaels, John Cena, Batista losing to Darby Allen. Not knocking Darby, but I'm like thinking like, man, that's Randy Orton. Didn't Orton lose Rey Mysterio? That's Rey Mysterio, though. Didn't he almost lose to Santino one time? That's almost. Did he beat him? <laughs> Did he not lose to Woods like a couple months ago? That's Woods. Woods is good. <laughs> I like Darby Knight. You said that's Woods. <laughs> at least, I like at Woods, least, but... Geez. At least Woods looks like he goes to the gym. So... <laughs> And he's an amateur wrestler. Nobody ever breaks up his wrestling background, but he, he actually very important. Play. It's not as good as his trumpet playing ability, apparently. Like, okay, Darby can skateboard. Okay, that's cool. I mean, you could take I mean, you like getting stuffed in body bags and thrown over the top robot to the floor. Good for you, but I'm like nah, I <laughs> Oh, I like Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy. Darby Allen Yeah, that'd probably okay. be a better matchup for Darby. Darby Darby can win that. <laughs> Against Jeff? 
yeah, he can win that, but not Orton. Like, nah. Like, if, he, if I did, if I were to do Bart Darby Allen versus Randy Orton, Darby wins via count out. <laughs> Darby Allen wins via count out. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this comment is hilarious, though. Someone said, so we're supposed to be pretending that this pro wrestling cross promotion is a legitimate contest, right? Randy stops a mud hole in Darby. Darby's high spots will come from. Darby's high spots will all come for Randy RKOing him for all over the building, the top rope, the balcony, the rafters from the announcer's desk in the parking lot from the concession staff from the top of the tour bus. Randy is an all-time fantastic performer and as highly regarded as he is, he is still underrated. I like Darby just fine, but he's kind of like Mikey Ripwreck with a more edgy gimmick. <laughs> they're right. They're not wrong. I hardly ever agree with comments, but they're right. I'm like, I'm going to say like people say that boy gonna go up against Randy Orton? Yeah. Darby Allen? Yeah. He better get a damn good. <laughs> uh, next, we got the traditional five-on-five tag elimination match. The women. So, AEW's women are Abaddon, Riho, yeah, Con- I'm still doing it. Tay Conti, Thunder Rosa, and Hikaru Shida. WWE. Like, Thunder Rosa is a sole survivor of the team, but she ultimately loses. Like, WWE's team is Charlotte, Bianca, Alexa, Sasha, Asuka. Get the hell out of here. Get them all the way up out of here. Bro, I was like, what? who booked this? I'm like, because the only legitimate threats on the women's, on the AEW women's side are Thunder Rosa and Hikaru, and they're both going out. So, honestly, the only person I could see dropping the pin in this match from the WWE side would be Bianca. And that's a big if. <laughs> so... Uh, dude, if I was looking at Bianca Belair beats all of them by herself. Don't tag anybody and beat all oh, Didn't Asuka do that like two, three years ago? <laughs> Bianca just ragged on each and every one of them. Oh, she's, de- she's definitely ragged on Riho. Riho is very small. <laughs> Did you ever see the clip where China's like ragged on Terry Runnels? That's how Bianca don't do all of them. Just toss them all over the damn place. Get them heifers all the way to fuck about you. You know what I'd do? I'd have Tay Conti come in talking mess and she got fired from the company and stuff and then she'd be the first one out. Asuka kicked Bro. to the head and Asuka's like, who was that? I'd have, <laughs> have Tay Conti doing a warlord finisher. Oh God. As soon, as she, as soon as she gets in the Royal Rumble, just toss her ass over the top. <laughs> Someone said, where's Jade? Cargill? Look, I love looking at Jade Cargill, but she does not need to be anywhere near this match. She is still very green in the ring. So, y'all really yeah for real i'm like this is the best job i'm like take out i'm like take out abaddon and put in um i'm like take abaddon out put in ruby soho and then take out take conti and put in botch lander and that's a better team <laughs> i'm mad people are talking about why is jay cargill not on the team like that makes no sense Let's see what else is on this card uh we got the men's five on five AW side, we got John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, and Adam Cole. And the WWE side, Triple H, Bobby Lashley, Rey Mysterio, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. What an oddball ass team. Also, take Sheamus <laughs> off. Take Sheamus off and put like Shinsuke or freaking Cesaro on there. Like, what? What are we doing? All right. Why is Why is Ray here? I love Ray, but why is he here? I take Ray out and put Cena in this place. Yeah, if Cena shows up. Yeah, I mean, Cena, man, Cena, you capping, but Cena got like an indestructible head. Did you see him in that Nexus match? 
He got DDT on the concrete floor. <laughs> hey, back and beat all the boys. Beat three John dudes. Cena. He came back and beat three men. I was like, John Cena. John Cena is a guy. If like you ask me who I want on my team for Survivor Series, John Cena is my first pick. Nigga got an antimantium head. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? Actually, you know how I'd have this match go. Triple H pedigrees everybody and wins by himself. <laughs> <laughs> then he hits Adam Cole with a sledgehammer at the end of the match. <laughs> he specifically targets Adam Cole. <laughs> Pull that Obi Wan Kenobi. You were the chosen one. <laughs> For real. You were supposed to destroy a. You were supposed to destroy AEW, not join them. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind Chopper being champion because you know Chopper's my guy. But I was like, man. They would have put the title back on you if you hadn't left. Bro, um, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I'm like... I'm like, man, nobody want Cody in this match. AEW fans don't want Cody in this match. Bro, <laughs> bro this match is 45 minutes about 45 minutes long with just Cody and Triple H's entrances. Facts. <laughs> They're going to try and out-entrance each other. No, Cody's going to try and out-entrance Triple H. Got a throne. I, you got a hammer. And he'll have like 50 people come out. He'll have his whole entire family, his extended family, Brandy's family. There's going to be like 20 people coming out with him, and Triple H will just have Stephanie, and that'll be it. <laughs> like, Man, all, all Triple H got to do is pull a Trump card. Bring in Metallica. It's over. He's killing <laughs> That's all he got to do. Have Metallica play him to the ring, and it's over for Cody. He can't top that. Who's Cody going to get? Cody looks like he listens to Creed. Triple H could really just cut a promo on all five of these dudes and be like, all y'all are a bunch of traitors. <laughs> Each and every one of you. Each and every one of y'all are some traitors. Cody, I've accepted it. We just let you go. But Jericho, you a traitor. Cole, you a traitor. Danielson, you a traitor. Moxley, eh, eh. <laughs> But the rest of y'all are you know, some traitors. You know what I realized? What? Triple H has beat every single one of them. And I'm pretty sure he beat Adam Cole's ass in, uh, you know, the performance center. Yeah, he's yeah. Ha- he does have wins over oh. all of them, except I don't think he's – has he ever wrestled Cody? Yeah, he's wrestled Cody in tag matches. So, yeah, yeah. he's beaten all of them but Adam Cole. Bro, bro Mox, Mox is the only Shield member that Triple H did put on. <laughs> You're right. He put over Seth, and he, he put over Seth at WrestleMania, and he put over Roman. Did not put over Moxley. <laughs> Couldn't even he couldn't even beat Triple H at Roadblock. <laughs> Did you say that was his best match? Yes, bro. <laughs> like people sleep on that match. Like I need to rewatch Roadblock one day, or at least just that match. Yeah, there was a tag team match with the Revival versus Enzo and Cass, which is their best match in the company. There, there's a tag match on there that's really good. That oh, yeah, they they had a. I remember they had a great match at Takeover when I was shocked that they didn't. No, that might have been against. Um, Murphy and Blake, that tag match Enzo and Cass had, where I was shocked that they didn't win the tag titles. That astounded me. I'm like, they were the most popular tag team in WWE in that era to not win, to never win tag titles. Bro, like Enzo was so. Enzo, oh, um, Enzo, let <laughs> me off for a second. Um, I bet. People can say what they want about Enzo, but that dude can sell like a motherfucker. I mean, like, he look, like, look how small he is. He got to. <laughs> They hit him for real. <laughs> yeah, they probably did because I heard he was a he was a he was a bit of a pain in the ass to deal with. Yeah, remember that story where Roman allegedly threw him off the dang bus during the European tour? Apparently, that was true. Yeah, apparently Roman just threw him off. <laughs> like he said, man, he was annoying everybody or something. Roman just said, bump it and just threw him off the bus. I don't know. 
Roman probably hit dad mode on him when he kicked him off that bus. Then there was that whole rumor about um, that story about him apparently annoying everybody backstage because he kept trying to bring his friends backstage who weren't in the company or whatever. Yeah, that is disrespectful, especially if you ain't like the top talent. So there was that. Apparently, that was the problem with Leo Rush too. Like when he was trying to renegotiate for his contract, he was talking about he wasn't being paid enough, even though he's been paid buku money, and he wanted to have his wife on the road with him and all that extra stuff. And I'm just like, woof. But yeah, this match I got. Uh, I mean, this is more of a toss up, but I got WWE simply for the fact that like Bobby Lashley murders like everybody by himself. <laughs> to be honest, they just let Bobby go and Drew. Jesus Christ. Just take Sheamus out. Sheamus is such an oddball out. <laughs> Why Sheamus? Did you have no one else? You could put Keith Lee there. You could have put like Cesaro, Shinsuke, like freaking Kofi. I don't know. Like you just got Sheamus. Malachi Black versus Demon Balor. To be honest, I'd rather just be, see regular Finn Balor versus Malachi Black instead of Demon Finn Balor. Yeah, they, they kind of, I don't know about you, but they kind of like wore the demon out for me. Like it was... It felt special when it was in NXT, but once it got to the main roster, I was like, man, I don't care no more. Would go with would go with Darby versus Balor or Orton versus Cody or Black. Orton versus Black would be a good match. I don't want to see Orton beat up Cody again. (laughs) Uh, I book that shit every day of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing Cody Rhodes taking RKO every week. Take my motherfucking money. Jesus Christ. Sting versus Undertaker in a Boneyard match. Why? Oh my gosh. Enough with this match already. They're both like. I respect, this point. Yeah, I respect the hell out of them, but let it go. Taker God. straight retired, first off. He retired, retired. And Sting is too old to be right. just the match we all want to see but never got. Yeah, that's Sting's fault. Yeah, nobody told him to keep redoing with TNA. Yeah, that, that is legit Sting's fault. <laughs> Yeah, like, someone said it's the Undertaker. Sting might be iconic, but never to the level the dead man was. And someone laughed at that comment. I'm like, I don't know why you're laughing. That's true. Sting is huge, but Taker was bigger than Sting. I remember Cornette talked about that one time. He was like, no, he's like, who's more talking about the question was like, who was more legendary or impactful, or whatever, Sting or Undertaker? And he was pretty much like Undertaker, easy. Yeah. Like but yeah, I'm like, nobody wants to see this. Someone's like, I remember Robert, he was like, oh, well, the Boneyard match would be cinematic. They could pro-. No, it wasn't him. No, it was, it was, no, it was another friend of mine. It wasn't Robert. I don't want to blame that on him. Uh, another <laughs> friend of mine was like, I mean, if they do it cinematic, they could probably make them look good. I'm like, I don't even want to see that. <laughs> like in 2021. The first one, like the, the first one was bad. And like, I had to like, I was just like, man, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to get through it. And I was like, damn. This was not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that Boneyard match was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Too. I love that I, match. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that match was great. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but I was like, yeah, it's going to be good. But that shit turned out to be fucking great. Like, yeah, because they gave no rules. Even AJ was like, what is a Boneyard match? <laughs> He's yeah, like, on like, TV like twice. Like, he was like, what funniest, is this? The funniest thing, um, I think Triple H was on Corey Gray's podcast. And he said... Uh, Triple H was, I guess he said he asked Vince if he needed anything for WrestleMania last year. And Vince goes, yeah, you know, you got the Boneyard match. And Triple H goes, what's a Boneyard match? And Vince goes, I, I don't know. <laughs> what? Why'd you book it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. <laughs> so he does, 
So he just left it in Triple H and Michael Hayes' hands, and it was just, you know, what we got is what we got. <laughs> Jesus I was like, Christ. I was like, the, the level of stress Vince puts his son-in-law through is, is right. crazy. Like, <laughs> so, all right, I got the Boneyard match. What's Boneyard I don't know. <laughs> you, you've been advertising this for weeks and you don't know what it is? So this was one of the other matches that you could have just taken straight off. Brian Cage versus Brock Lesnar. Who wants to see that? <laughs> Ricky just Brian left. Cage? Yes. Brian Cage. <laughs> He's the only person who wants to see that shit. I'm like, who wants to see him face Brock Lesnar? Brock would eat him alive. I'm like, y'all. I'm like, yes, Cage is muscular. But y'all forget, Cage is also short. Cage is not that tall. He's like maybe oh. six foot, six one. Like how long? I mean, my bad. Go ahead. No, Cage. Uh, hold on, let me look up his height real quick. Because Brian Cage is not that tall. I realized that when he was on Team Taz, and he was like almost the same height as Taz. He is <laughs> like Cage is. He's legit <laughs> six foot. He's not that. He's like two inches taller than me. Cage is not that tall. And this I'm man was trained almost by the entire NXT crew: Norman Smiley, Tom Pritchard, Chris Canyon. Oh shit. That's an all-star gig. Like, man, is all video of the guys running a wrestling school? I signed up for that shit quick. Yeah, he was in FCW from like 08 to 09. Then he went back to the Indies. How long did it take Becky to beat Bianca? 26 seconds. Oh. Rock Somewhere versus like Garbage. 20 feet. It'd be, I would be, I would say even less. It'd be like that Daniel Bryan nonsense. As soon as he turns around, he gets an F5. No, it'd be yeah. like the it'd be like the Kofi nonsense. As soon as Kofi jumped up, he got oh, <laughs> But yeah, no. Nah. And this dude spamming Wardlow. I'm like, Wardlow would get eaten alive by Brock Lesnar too. Like just like there is nobody. I legit think there is nobody in AEW currently that can stand to Brock Lesnar. The closest y'all going the closest y'all get is maybe Luchasaurus. That's it. And Brock would eat him too. So <laughs> this dude, this dude, my cousin was friends with. He was like, "Yeah, bro, I think Brock should go to AEW and fight who?" Yeah, literally fight who? There's, there's nobody there for him to wrestle. Who you want to wrestle? Jake Hager? No. And you can't have them have an MMA fight because Brock would murder him in a legit MMA fight. So Warlow? No. Luchasaurus? No. Darby? Oh no. <laughs> like I love Darby, but Jesus have Christ. To bring somebody in. They would. They would legit have to bring somebody in to face Brock. I don't want to see they him face Omega. I don't want to see him face Omega because even when Ken, even when Kenny was like my favorite wrestler, I still didn't want him to see face Brock because that just looked like a bad matchup on paper. Their styles would Bro, clash way too much. If Brock went to AEW, he'd have a brutal San Martino type ring with the damn title. Like, motherfucker would lose for like eight years. If Brock went to AEW, you know who he'd wrestle? The guys he wrestled in WWE because they would give him the best matches. So you'd see a Brock Lesnar, Brian Danielson rematch. You'd see a Brock Lesnar, CM Punk rematch. You'd see a Brock Lesnar, John Moxley rematch. Oh God! You so, like maybe you? I, nah, I don't want to see him face uh, Fat Jericho. <laughs> like, like I. What about Christian? You just gonna throw my man Christian under the bus like that? Uh, Brock. <laughs> he, he murdered Christian. It'd be interesting Brock, to see for two minutes, but Brock would like rip his leg off and beat him. Have they ever wrestled? I don't, he might have taken it fire from Brock. Probably. <laughs> I've, 
I would say I would say when they were like the un-Americans, I feel like he's definitely taken like when he was in the un-Americans, I feel like he was taking an F five. Well, back yeah. when back when Christian was in the Un-Americans, he had a chance against Brock because Brock was young, <laughs> and this was like 2002, <laughs> yeah. 2021. Brock, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't know how, but him with like long hair and a beard and a fucking Paul Bunyan jacket, he looks like more intimidating than ever. I don't know how he does it, but nigga looks even more scared. And yeah, I somehow scared. now, like, actually, like, you know what? You know who they have to bring in to face Brock. If he came to AEW, they literally had to have Big Show have his second match ever against Brock. They would have to like call John Jones in. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, remember, Mark, maybe Mark Henry. But no, th- okay, there's maybe one match I could see Brock maybe having, and that'd be against Powerhouse Hobbs. That'd be it. Yeah, I, I saw that dude. I was like, man, Tony Khan needs to take that dude at all costs. What I tell you, because he got a WB offer, but I was like, he didn't take it. I'm like, yeah, you look too similar to Big E to go to WWE because they just make you another Big E, probably, or a more serious version of Big E. They need to protect that dude at all costs. I don't know how uh, Tony Khan books guys his size, but I definitely like put the future of AEW in that dude's hands. Definitely. Yeah, so Powerhouse Hobbs, Brock, I could see. But him and Cage, definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. That's a terrible matchup. MJF versus The Miz. MJF. (laughs) Yes, he's a better wrestler and a better talker than The Miz. But the problems would still be pretty fire. He's a better version of The Miz than The Miz is. Like, if Miz... Yeah, because MJF can get legit heat because he's healed 24-7. Um... If Miz could channel that fire he had when he told Daniel, when he told Brian about himself back on Talking Smack, they'd have the best promo segments in the history. No, not even the history of wrestling in the past like 20 years. You know what? That promo held up pretty well because <laughs> somebody played a clip of Miz telling Brian that, saying, How about you go? Why don't you leave and go down to the bingo halls with your buddy? I'm like, Well, he didn't go down to the bingo halls, but he did leave to go wrestle. Miz was right. <laughs> <laughs> Miz was right. Like Miz was, Miz was right, bro. I remember. I remember when I first saw that, and I was like, "Man, if this is like this almost, every, if this is like this every week." I'm watching Talking Smack. Then what happened? Like three months later, WWE was like, "Well, no, we're Talking Smack." <laughs> like, then they brought it back, and now it's like trash. It's just a bunch of random interviews now, and I'm like, nobody wants to watch this. It was more. It was more over than anything. It was more it, over than the shows and the pay-per-views. Yeah, and when it started back, when they had Paul Heyman and um and Kalon there, it was great because Heyman was like actually getting stuff out the talent. Yeah. Then they took him off, and then it just stopped being good, and then they changed the whole format up, and it was way better than Raw Talk because yeah. I love our truth, but he ruined the vibe of Raw Talk. Like, uh-huh. like I don't, remember that one episode MVP was about to beat him up or some shit? Yeah, <laughs> MVP went full shit night. It was like playing with me like he grabbed it by his shirt and everything i'm like yeah because it's like these guys are trying to cut serious promos and you're like stepping on their promos i'm like you're come trying- on now i'm like you're big league like yeah. mustafa had a great moment on raw talk that they the company never capitalized on yeah i thought it was poetic justice when he said how many times are we gonna hear what you're gonna do brother 
like one of the best line was like the best line was because i think that was when charlie was still there there was like you didn't hear the crowd he's like you didn't hear the crowd chain this is a thunderdome era mustafa was like yeah they piped him in real good i was like why would you even say that <laughs> you didn't hear the people cheering what people charlie y'all in the thunderdome y'all ain't got no people in there that is, that is, that would y'all is. like to see mustafa in aw no no but I, actually, I like the stuff he's doing. Even though I don't watch Raw regularly, I like the stuff I'm seeing with him and Mansoor. So, I just feel like anybody else they signed from WWE is just another guy at this point. Like, yeah, AEW's best bet going forward is a sign like lesser known people. There's like a lot of people out there with no contract, but I mean they signed Lee Moriarty. That's what I think AEW needs to do more of now. Sign lesser known guys because realistically like how long is Punk going to be around wrestling how long is Brian going to be around they need to like start fostering the talent they had been signed because they have that Chiron at the bottom that ticker at the bottom that's like AEW dark and dark elevation results and then half people I see that win the matches on there I'm like these are guys that were here when the company first started why are they not like Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela and like all these different guys. I'm like, they were there three years ago when the company started. Exactly. They're not even on regular TV anymore. Like, and for I was looking at, eh, I'll, I'll talk not the whole show, but a little bit about the whole dark and dark elevation thing. I was looking at it and I don't like follow AEW, but yeah, more or less keep up with some of the feuds. I'm like, are they blowing off feuds on dark and dark elevation that nobody watches? Cause it was like the dark order had matches against each other. Dustin beat QT Marshall. Sonny Kiss beat Joey Janela. And I know they had a feud because Janela turned heel on Sonny. And I'm like, y'all blowing feuds off on the YouTube show that nobody watches? Feuds that y'all started on like TV for the most part? Yeah. Jesus Christ. But yeah, you're right. They need to like sign some lesser known guys. And and I get the I get it, right? I get the appeal. I totally do. You got these right. big names out there in the wind. You want to scoop them up, but Conan said something pretty interesting was uh like conan said something really interesting which was about he was talking about bray wyatt and he was like yeah bray's out there and you want to get him because you know he's got this name and the fans want him but at the same time it's like where is he gonna fit on the roster especially if he's doing like the same gimmick because it's like Black is your because he said black is like your mysterious spooky dude. So if Bray or Wyndham or whatever he comes in as does that, he's pretty much just people are just gonna look at him like they look at black, like they're gonna have essentially more or less the same gimmick, kinda spooky cult leader type stuff. So it's like where would he fit unless he radically changes his gimmick, which is entirely possible. But what that's just that's just one example with him. And you sign on these names and you got all these people out there in the wind that WWE's let go and you can't you can't sign everybody just like WWE can't sign everybody or they shouldn't sign everybody and what what are you gonna do yeah I mean they're doing a lot of people have given like WWE some flack for it but I have I have like my thoughts and opinions on where they're going with NXT but it is a smart business move to start you know, using some of the developmental talent that's already there. Like, I don't think they're going to completely stop signing any talent. Like, they said that years ago, and then they always end up going back on their work. 
I think it's a smart move on their part to like start using developmental talent. AEW is signing all the guys that were stars in WWE. WWE is like showcasing more their in-house talent. Vince, Vince is always like two steps ahead somehow. Somehow. <laughs> Even though it looks like he's entire leagues back. Yeah, but I like he's doing like it's it kind of looks like the same thing as, you know, WCW back in the day. Like they were signing Hogan, Nash, Hall, all those guys. And then Vince, on the other hand, was signing guys that either were in WCW, like Taker, Austin, and Triple H, and making them stars in WWE, or he was making a rock into a household name. You know, so everything goes in a circle eventually. You just got to do that again because he's starting to, because like I said, they need Bill stars because they, they ain't got many stars left. I mean, you got Roman, obviously, but how many times can you go to the Cena well? How many times can you go to Brock Lesnar well? How many times can you go to Goldberg well? Not many with Goldberg, but you like you know you gotta you gotta start building these guys up. Build Drew back up. Do whatever you're gonna do with Keith Lee. Make Keith Lee into a star. Do something more with the New Day. Like you got people there who are ready to come up. Like use some of these other guys too. You got Shinsuke there. He's still feeling with Apollo. Why just have Shinsuke move to something else? Build Cesaro back up. Seth is still one of the top guys. Uh, do some of Ricochet, do some with Cedric, like Bobby's, you know, make Bobby great again. Like, it's just people there you could do stuff with. And on the women's side, let the women wrestle on SmackDown. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, like, they got the most diverse roster. You barely get to see it. The Gilding, like, it, it's. It's it's a lot of stuff, but you know we kind of went off on a tangent. But back to some of this stuff. Marty Scarlett make his pro wrestling return next month. I got some breaking news. All right. Well, I know if Robert was here, he'd probably be pissed. But Carrion <clears throat> Cross popped that question. Scarlett said yes. Good for him. Man, fuck that guy. Big <laughs> 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 jelly. Where has Scarlet been? I don't know. About to plan a marriage pretty soon here, that's for sure. Just <laughs> she needs to come back. She needs to come back to Raw and save her man. That's what she needs. That's desperately. Shoot. Like, Last time he went to NXT, people were chanting where's Scarlet? Like that that made no sense to me. But uh Marty Skrull to make his pro wrestling return next month. Marty Skrull was slated to make his return to the squared circle in Puerto Rico. Wow. <laughs> the former ROH star will be working for the CWA promotion on October 23rd. Skrull had been working. Uh, Skrull had been working for ROH before the speaking out movement in 2020 that results in him being accused of a sexual assault from 2015. Before the allegations were made, he re-signed with Ring of Honor and became the head booker in January 20 in January 2021. ROH made the decision to part ways with him after they did an investigation of the claims against him. Skrull was previously planning to join New Japan Strong and was backstage at a taping, but the plans were nixed after backlash from the fans. So that's what happened to Skrull. I had no idea what had happened to him. Oh, yeah. I saw. I remember being on Twitter and watching it all go down, and I was like, damn, there goes the villain. Really is a villain, apparently. Uh, where was I going with that? There was Skrull, Return of Pro Wrestling. Um... Apparently, AEW is going to introduce a new women's title for TBS. What would you name the TBS women's title? I don't know. <laughs> 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 it's now being reported by Andrew Zarian of Mad Men. 
that the secondary women's title will be called the TBS Championship. One can assume that the new title will be a sister championship to the TNT Championship currently held by Miro. Uh, both Rampage and Dynamite will be moving to TBS in 2022. Damn, they didn't name it the the AEW Women's TBS Galaxy Champion. What the fuck, man? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> They gotta have something to answer that Universal Championship. There's no word yet when the new title will be introduced. Zarian also hinted at the possibility of a trios championship being introduced at some point. <sighs> what? Trios championship. This ain't the goddamn fucking 80s. <laughs> well, you know, companies try that. I think uh, New Japan has a trios title. ROH, yeah. I think, still has one. Oh, I remember I said last week about it'll be interesting to see when the first person hops from AEW to to WWE, but it kind of already happened. Blair Davenport did that, but I didn't really count her because her stuff is different. Like AEW kind of had no choice to let her go during the pandemic because, you know, she couldn't get to the country and she was living in the UK. So they let her go, and then NXT UK picked her up. So, uh, Andrade's probably gonna jump ship. He gonna jump back, <laughs> or he gonna go to Mexico? Like he gonna be the, he gonna be the new X Pac. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna he gonna leave. And because everything's right. live now, we won't get any more Rick Rude to be on three shows at one time. <laughs> Right. Somebody, somebody was on Dynamite and they were on NXT at the same time. I can't remember who it was. I think it was one that I think you're right. I think it was like a job guy. Yeah, it was like a it was like a taped episode of T, uh, NXT. I know Champa was on NXT and AEW, not AEW, Impact at the same time once when NXT was selling the network. Uh, the good old days. So speaking of that. Let's get. I guess Robert's not joining us tonight. I have tried to call this man like six to eight times, like 50, 11 times, and he has not picked up. Right, yeah, he's been an hour. For real, pretty much been an hour. Yeah, he said that in the group chat. Do we have to like, do I have to like put his face on a milk carton? <laughs> hopefully he not. <laughs> you know, hopefully he not dead. Uh, let's get into some of the shows from this week. Anything noteworthy happened on Raw? Because I did not watch it. Other than the bloodline and the new day, in a shocking turn of events, that match actually had a finish to it. Normally, a match that big has like some kind of chicanery going on, but the bloodline actually beat the new day in the opener. Then Bobby Lashley came down and started whooping people's ass. And then later on that night, they had a triple threat, a non title triple threat Bobby Lashley, Biggie, and Roman Reigns. And guess who won the motherfucking pony? Roman Reigns? Exactly. Probably last year. Who did Roman pin? Bobby, of course. I was about to say, he better not have pinned Big E. Bobby, <laughs> like, look, man. I, I, like, I, I like Bobby at all, but Bobby's role on Raw is he's either going to be face flat or on his back. One of the two. You've accepted this. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunately, he's like... Well, since Roman Reigns and Big E are both on Raw, he's like, well, he's still the most physically impressive looking guy on the show, but he he gets beat up a lot. I, it's Mr. McMahon's world. I'm just somebody who watched the product from time to time. Mm-hmm. But um, 
The other thing that happened on Raw, Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair got spicy. I'm gonna have to find uh, that segment because I don't feel like fast forwarding through a bunch of Raw to find that segment. I'm sure it's like also fully. That people was uh, willing to leave. That's the rumor. That now, oh, some right. people. Now, according to Dave Meltzer, what do you say? 1,500 people left. Yeah. But according, but apparently, according to people that were there, nobody left. Right. So it's it's he say whoever say. Yeah, Dave Meltzer is just trying to like, you know, put off the fact that probably fifteen hundred people stopped listening to the bullshit he says. On mm. WWE. That's that's a possibility too. Um, let me see. I can't remember I, word for word. What were you about to say, Alex? I feel like if anybody left, like two zeros need to be knocked off that number, and that's probably more believable. Fifteen people left. <laughs> yeah, probably it was on the East Coast. It was going into 10 o'clock. Motherfuckers got to go to work in the morning. Right? Uh, they trying to avoid that trap? Yeah. A few notable lines. Charlotte said or did something to fans started wooing. Alexa Bliss said, that's not originally yours. And Charlotte's response was, let's not talk about originality. Wish the crowd went, ooh. Mm. Yeah. So the promo mainly consisted of Charlotte trying to get Alexa Bliss to go back to being a goddess, saying that how Alexa used to come to the ring with championships, now she comes to the ring carrying a doll. And now she's a 30-year-old woman playing with toys. Damn. I mean, she's not wrong, though. But let's be real. Come on now. A lot of 30-year-old women play with toys, just not dolls. Not them kind of toys. (laughs) Them, them Them old women, boy, they need it. Yeah, the old, the old women had the like brutal sex toys. Them shits was made out of steel. Jesus Christ! They Look, I'm just gonna them. put this in the. I'm just gonna put this in the group chat. <laughs> you alive, <laughs> Robert? <laughs> oh. Okay. Anybody seen Robert boxing? Anybody get Alamogordo do Mexico? Have y'all seen this man? He might look like an 80s porn star or he might look like a stay-at-home dad depending on what day of the week it is. But <laughs> yeah. anybody, no offense, Alex, but has anybody seen this? Okay. Maybe he got mad at my comment about Dynamite. I hope not. I, I want to give Robert... This is giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I would like to believe that Robert's not that sensitive and would just say, fuck the podcast. I, I like to believe that I give Robert the benefit of the doubt to stop this fancy take. But, I, I hope that Robert is at work getting overtime. Yeah, I, yeah let's hope uh, for that. I hope Robert is pounding some yams or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, so, yeah, so like, we're going to... Steer it off of that. If that's all from <laughs> Raw, we're going to talk about NXT this week. But I want to do something a little different with NXT, right? Uh Uh-oh. I want to go through the whole show and then I'm going to go back through the show, but I'm going to tell you what I would have done or what they could have done differently. Colors, sir. Aside from, I'm talking about like, I'm talking about format wise, not set wise. That's already done. (laughs) But Okay. So we had this opening video package, which was about last week, which was more or less solid. So Champa came in the ring, and in the ring already were Odyssey Jones, Braun Breaker, Jesus Christ, Joe Gacy, Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes, Josh Briggs, and Brooks Jensen. 
They're just in the ring. Just what kind of Tilly McFreeze ass name is that? Which one? Yeah, I'm like, which one? (laughs) Somebody on Twitter, funny thing, somebody on Twitter was talking about, um, he's like, man, people are talking about Braun Breaker's name, but yeah, it's bad or whatever, but people get used to it. Like CM Punk and Roman Reigns are stupid names and people got over those. I'm like, CM Punk's not really a dumb name. Roman Reigns ain't really a dumb name either, but all right. Or at least they're not as dumb as Braun Breaker. (laughs) Like, McFreeze. So, what, what was it? I'm, I don't want to. We should have a game on one of these podcast episodes where we like, if you were in NXT 2.0, what would your NXT 2.0 name be? So, yeah, somebody, a fan tweeted, uh, they have found the man who was going to say the future of men's wrestling in WWE. Y'all will get used to the name Braun Breaker. Uh, y'all will get used to the name Braun Breaker. I agreed, stupid, but try to remember the first time you heard the names, names like CM Punk and Roman Reigns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Goober names are just become names over time and re- if the wrestler is an ass. And then Punk said, uh, CM Punk is the ultimate stupid name. Broad is awesome and is going to be fine. He should be Steiner, but it's not his fault. Changing my name to Killer Brooks. Like, <laughs> like Robert, I mean, it's a question everybody's been asking. Why don't you just have the name Steiner? I'm like, my only reasoning is that WWE doesn't own the name Steiner. That is the only reason I can think why his name is not Braun Steiner. Probably because his uncle is blackballed from the company, too. Or Braun Reg Steiner. Like that's his real, that's his shoot last name. Everybody knows he's everybody knows he's Rick's son. Jesus Christ, he talks just like them. They gave him the freaking siren for his entrance music. Like <laughs> they're doing everything to tell you that he's related to the Steiners without actually telling you he's related to the Steiners. He needs to do math next. Man, if he can do actual math, it ruins the whole gimmick. Like forever. So so champa cuts a champa promo it's a very good promo like all champa promos and he talked about being champion and how long it had been and he talked about all the young talent in nxt and how special nxt was then cameron grimes interrupted since he won to the nxt title joe gacy was about to talk then la knight came out and said all the incels in the crowd should have been chanting for him as a new champion and all he saw in the ring was hot garbage then jo- Odyssey Jones interrupted him and said LA lost twice last week. And then Pete Dunn and Rich Holland came out and Dunn told the young dudes to make a name for themselves. They were scared to throw the first punch. So Champa attacked Dunn and there was a big ass brawl. Just just chaos for the sake of chaos. I think the Grizzly Young Veterans came out too. And I'm like, why are y'all here? What is going on? Why is everybody fighting? Then uh, Champa and Braun were left in the ring and then Braun challenged uh Braun challenged Dunn and Ridge to a tag match against himself in Champa. Funny thing is he said, if you two just got the balls, you'll face us in a tag team match tonight. I was like, okay. Vince apparently did say he wanted more swearing on NXT. As long as they don't go overboard like AEW do. AEW sometimes they be saying words like they just found them out. Like they used to say shit a lot. And I'm like, did y'all just find out this is a word? <laughs> and y'all just gotta use as many times as you can because there's a quota. It's it's past nine o'clock on the on the East Coast, so uh it can fly. So and then more chaos happened with Amari Miller, Kaylee Ray, Electra Lopez, and B Fab were like arguing and fighting in the back, and then that was weird. Kushida and Roderick Strong had a very good cruiserweight title match though. Did you watch any of NXT this week, Rike? 
Man, I'm like a week or two behind on the next Oh, so yeah, Kushida and Roderick Strong had their match. It was very good, as expected. Kushida had locked in the hoverboard lock, but Bivens put um, Strong's foot on the rope. And then while he distracted the ref, the Kree brothers pulled Kushida out the ring, and that new girl they got, Ivy Nile, hit him with a Superman punch from the steps. And then Strong pinned Kushida with the end of heartache. So he won the title. So oh, Roddy shit. finally got a singles. No, no, this is the second singles title because he had the North American Championship. Oh, this this week's NXT ain't even on Peacock yet. Oh, well, this is this week. Here's your here's your rundown of this week's NXT. Okay, because I was just thinking like, yeah, they'll hit until Thursday at nine o'clock. So uh, Grayson Waller came out and challenged Roddy to a title match, and Bivens accepted. There was a Tony D'Angelo promo, and then Kaylee Ray and Amari Miller had a match. But not before Josh Briggs and not before Jensen and Briggs started about how they became a tag team, which basically started with a bar fight. So I guess that's their gimmick. They got into a bar fight. And now they're best friends and tag team partners. I'm like, typical white boy fun. Uh, Ray pinned Miller real quick after a gory bomb. Crowd didn't really care too much about this match. Sadly, Kaylee Ray needs to be doing better right now. Ron Breaker had an interview. Talk about his match and... Talking about Chemba's words, hell, wait, Chemba showed up and said Braun was ready to go, and Braun stared at the title and said he was. There was some weird Zion Quinn segment where he was holding over the door for these two women, and this dude tried to go in before them, and uh, Quinn, like, slammed his head into the door. I'm like, okay, I don't know what this segment accomplished, but all right. Uh, Zion Quinn is nice to the ladies. Trey Baxter faced the debuting Dante Chen, WWE's first Singaporean wrestler. Chen pinned him after like a reverse stunner thing. Uh, then we had this vignette for Chase University with Andre Chase, the former Harlem Bravado. He was telling the students about how Ossie Jones failed to win the breakout tournament. And then one of his students reminded Chase that he lost to Jones in the tournament. Chase threw him out. I like this segment. It was kind of weird, but I'm like, all right. Joe Gacy had a promo in the ring, called himself, called the ring a safe space. I don't know what's up with this gimmick. Uh, somebody... Somebody said he's playing a, a leftist type gimmick. Oh, I know he is. It's just I'm just like, why? He said was <laughs> NXT is filled with conflict and he was there to offer conflict resolution without using his male privilege and blah blah blah. So he faced Cameron Grimes and lost after the cave in. Then he tried to like shake Grimes' hand and hug him. Grimes was not for that. There was an Indian Dexter wedding recap. Did not care. I'm just glad it's over. <laughs> I meant when I said in the group chat, I'm like, if any of y'all ever get married, Alex, in your case, if you get married again, do not invite me to your wedding. I'm not coming because this segment, that segment ruined weddings for me. Yeah, weddings are overrated. <laughs> I, I got married in the courthouse. I've been, so, yeah. I've been to one wedding. I don't have a desire to go to any more. Mainly because like, okay, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here for a second. It's not going to be long, trust me. I don't, that wedding pissed me off just off the simple fact that they got divorced. Because like, I took off work. I drove from Texas to Mississippi for that wedding. And then like five or six years later, y'all motherfuckers. Oh my God, Ricky wouldn't do that. He's like, how dare you get divorced when I had to sit through your wedding? <laughs> divorced? Y'all better make that shit work. And y'all didn't have any AC in that bitch. I was in a suit sweating on the inside rick flair style and i'm man oh my god we gotta talk about that too after this after this we got we gotta talk about that we definitely gotta talk about that um 
What is going on? Make no sense. Hold on. What? Hold on, my internet is cutting up. I was wondering why there was dead air. Yeah. If it um, Robert about to jump in on this damn boot chair like a Batman villain. Man, he not even. I don't even know what's going on. He actually need it. What is going on? Oh no. I guess it's. I guess it's working right now. I don't know. We'll see. This thing is still saying. Yeah, screw it. I guess we'll keep going. Um, where was I? Uh, yeah, there was a Von Wagner vignette. Blink if you're okay. <laughs> Blink twice. <laughs> We're really gonna blink twice if you're okay. All right. Uh, Electra Lopez faces girl named Anna Shear. She beat her after the sit-out power bomb. Then Santos put her over and said she could play a legato. And Lopez says that Mattress just tasted what she was gonna do to B Fab and said all she did was talk and Hit Row came out and they fought again. That shit is still going on? Yes. <laughs> Bro, this is like NXT's MJF and Jericho feud. Like they're still <laughs> Yes, they are. Why? Well, Electra and B-Fab are supposed to have a no DQ match next week. And I'm like, B-Fab just had her first match on TV last week. Why is she already in a no DQ match? And why is it not just a four on four match since all four of them wrestle now? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. They don't know. Um, Trey Baxter was in the locker room. Cora Jade came in to cheer him up. Talked about how long they've been together. Something about Dante Chen being a superhero. And then she kissed Trey Baxter, and I'm like, all right. Yay, good for them. Uh, Frankie Monet and Raquel Gonzalez met in the back, and Raquel said their title match is next week. Then this woman named Lash Legend came out of Regal's office and was like, their title match wasn't as good as their and like that's pretty big but it's not as big as the debut of her talk show lashing out and i'm like what <laughs> like a lot of segments on this show we go like why what what's going on why is this here obviously jones had a handicap match andre chase came out jones pinned both dudes with the bullfrogs i call it the bullfrog splash because he did like a frog splash and odyssey jones is a pretty big cat and Chase started attacking with a chair, and then Jones broke it. I don't know if that was a botch or not. But when he grabbed the chair, like the seat flew out. I was like, was that supposed to happen? <laughs> Grayson Waller was in the back. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams showed up, and Hayes said that Waller, even if Waller wins the title, he might lose it the same night if Hayes catches his contract. I was like, is that a money in the bank now? Because that's not how because that's not how that contract worked when ACH had it. Then Toxic Addiction walked past. Toxic Addiction walked past, and Trick Williams like, "Oh, they fine, they fine." I'm like, "You're right, they are fine." That was an awkward way you said that, but they, yes, they are fine. Then we had an Ikimanjiro vignette. I like Ikimanjiro. I find hey. him hilarious, and he's decent in the ring. Uh, then Toxic Attraction had their first promo. Toxic Attraction being Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. Uh, Mandy said she came to NXT to be the brand's gift and their golden goddess, and they needed someone like her who they couldn't be with but loved to look at. But uh, things took a turn after she was her face was batterly and beaten. 
That's literally what she said. She meant to say battered, but she said batterly. Said my face was batterly and beaten, and no one did anything for her. And she became a gif. And uh, said uh, JC and Gigi taught her there was a be- beast inside of beauty. And Gigi said that they could have brought out Manny's aggression, then they would be unstoppable, and they needed guidance. And now they're unbeatable. And JC said they want a tag women's tag title match. Uh, EO and Zoe had an interview, and then EO said she didn't like Gigi or JC and accepted their challenge. And Zoe was like, they should talk about it. And they began to argue when this chick who called herself Indy Hartwell's best friend, she was at the bachelorette party, if you saw that segment, but I totally forgot her name and they really haven't mentioned her since. <laughs> but she said she and Indy won a title match after Indy gets back from her honeymoon. So the main event was Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland versus Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker. Uh, Dunn tried to use the club. Champa threw it out when Kyle O'Reilly returned and hit Holland with the club when the referee wasn't looking and then Breaker pinned Holland after the press slam. And that was how NXT ended. Yay. Now, let me tell you what I would have did. <laughs> to be honest. Okay. This opening segment. Keep it exactly the same, but take everybody that's not Tommaso Champa out of the ring. Because otherwise you just have like six, seven, eight dudes just staying there doing nothing. So I would have just had that same segment be the same, except take all the dudes out the ring. And then it's, I would have took Grimes out too, as much as I love Grimes. I would have took him out and then just had, I would have had a uh, LA Knight interrupt Champa to talk about how he should be NXT champion right now and make excuses as to why he got pinned. Talking about, well, I just had a match earlier in the night that I wasn't prepared for. So I wasn't physically or mentally ready for the title match and blah, blah, blah. That's the only reason you beat me. And then I would have had Dunn and Holland come out and Pete Dunn talking about he don't care what LA Knight talking about. All he knows is that Champa running scared, Joe was running scared, and he won the title. Then those three, uh, then LA Knight's like, we should team and beat up Champa. So, you know, there's a stare, there's a standoff, those three versus Champa, and then have Odyssey Jones and Braun Breaker hit the ring without music. <laughs> they love to do that. Have them hit the ring without music and then stand with Champa and then have a brawl. Uh, heels powder faces run him off and then Braun Breaker challenges those three to a six-man tag instead of a regular tag That's how I did the opening segment. The, my problem with this show was that I guess Bruce is still running it. Is he still running it until Triple H gets back? I heard uh, I didn't hear but I read that Sean is actually running the show Well, this is on Sean then because there were so many people that they just kept throwing in your face I'm like, can we get some time to breathe with these other people? Like, you know, just keep throwing people like this person, this person, this person. I'm like, y'all trying to fit as many people on TV as y'all can. You don't need to do all that. You got two hours. Let it breathe. So that's how I would have did the opening segment. I would have took out that female brawl backstage because that made no sense. I would have kept Kushida versus Strong. But... Instead of when Strong wins, I wouldn't have had Grayson Waller come out. I just would have had Strong just, you know, them celebrating in the middle of the ring onto the next segment. Because that Grayson Waller segment, was that him coming out was so awkward because nobody really knew who he was. So he just got in trouble by challenging Roderick. And it was just like, what the? All right. If Waller did challenge Roderick, I would just had to be like a YouTube clip type thing. Um, I would have kept uh, Kaylee and Amari Miller, just a regular match no brawl to set it up because it made no sense and then i probably would have had kaylee cut a promo after that about saying she's talk about the women's title and how she's looking at it closely and she'll be watching whoever wins out of frankie and um 
Raquel. I would have took out the Zion Quinn segment. Like, yeah, I would definitely would take out the Zion Quinn segment. That didn't do anything. I would replace the Braun Breaker interview with like Odyssey Jones because how I would have probably started to structure the show since they already started. I would have had to be like the young guys of NXT. They look up to like Braun Breaker and Von Wagner because they the first show they made names for themselves already. So everybody wants to aspire to be those two. So that's kind of why I would have had Odyssey, you know, he an interview talking about why he came out there to, you know, Champa, you know, Champa dropped his name. So he was making a name for himself, going out there, getting out there. Now he's in the main event, something like that. Some babyface type promo. I would have kept Trey Baxter versus Dante Chen. I would have thrown out the Chase University segment. And then the Joe Gacy promo would have cut because this would have been the first time we saw Joe Gacy with this new gimmick. Instead of him just standing there awkwardly in the ring. Uh, I would have kept him facing Grimes and losing. I would have... I would have kept the Electra Lopez and Ashir stuff and then the Hit Row stuff after. Which would have made, which I think would make more of an impact if you just didn't have them fighting in the beginning of the night. Because that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, okay, so they brawled in the back and then they're brawling again. I'm like, just, you only need one. So I would have just had this, that brawl happen. Um, I would have took out the Trey Baxter segment in the locker room. Didn't need that. Um, I would have kept the Frankie Monet Raquel Gonzalez segment, but took out Lash Legend. Because again, that was just random and weird. Um, obviously, if I put Odyssey in the main event, that means the uh, the his squash match is like out, so his handicap match is out. I probably would put another match in place. Probably, I would put Zion, I'll put Zion Quinn on the show, honestly, or another women's match because there's only like there's only one women's match on this entire show, so I would have, you know what. I would have taken out Odyssey Jones' squash match and put, I would have put Mandy versus, what's what's her name? Zeta Ramir? Is that her name now? Yeah. I would have had Mandy face her in a squash match. And then after Mandy wins, Toxic Addiction, Toxic Attraction cuts their promo. Because again, you only had like one, you only have one women's match on this entire show, which is surprising for NXT. Yeah. No, 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 I'm a lie. You had two. You had two. Because Electra Lopez had her squash. So I probably would have had, instead of, yeah, I still would have Mandy probably face Zayda Ramirez real quick just to get Mandy out there. Um, then they cut their promo. And then the EO Zoe Stark interview, I would have kept that exact, almost exactly the same, except for the final part where that random chick shows up. I just would have had the promo, I just would have had the interview end with those two like arguing. EO and Zoe because that's their gimmick like Zoe wants to be a good tag partner but EO's kind of still doing the lone wolf thing and she don't really care about Zoe so I would just have the same with them arguing going back and forth and then I would just have the main event with the six man tag and I would have had the ending be the same Kyle probably coming back and then Braun Breaker pinning Rich Holland so I think all those changes probably would have made the show flow better to me anyway because again, they're throwing so many people in your face, and I'm like, I'm like, I like new faces. I like to see new people, but do it better. Slow it down. <laughs> Get some vignettes out there. That's what they're for. Like, if you want to show all these people, just give them some vignettes. Like Cora Jade and Trey Baxter. We don't know anything about Cora Jade. We saw her on TV twice, and she lost both times. So it's like now all of a sudden she's shown up, and she's like 
Trey Baxter's girlfriend, Trey Baxter, who we also know little to nothing about. I'm like, you could just have a Cora Jade vignette thrown somewhere in the show and just have a Cora Jade coming soon or something like that. I don't know. Shoot, do a Blair. I mean, just like how they introduce people, like Blair Davenport, right? She came in kind of a house of fire. They, I think they've slightly cooled her off, but her whole thing right now is that she's just wild. Like she beat Zaya Brookside and then jumped Zaya after the match because she could. She beat up Nina Samuels before their match because she don't care. And she put hands on Sid Scala, which led her to getting suspended indefinitely. But I think it was this past week, Stevie Turner was supposed to have a match. And then Blair just showed up and whooped the crap out of her. And then she looked in camera. She was like, this is going to keep happening, Sid. Reinstate me. And then she left. I was like, okay. Is she going to be jumping women every week? Until she get her job back, which begs the question, how are you in the building? <laughs> Why'd they let you in the building? You sneaking in? Like, what's going on? You, you buying a ticket? You pay somebody? No, they ain't got no fans. So she definitely ain't paying. She ain't definitely buying no ticket. You posing as ring crew? What's going on? She posing as catering. <laughs> she back there waiting for somebody to slip up. So Dynamite. Like I said at the top of this show, I didn't hate Dynamite. I actually thought it was a fairly good Dynamite because mostly it focused on the matches and not the stupid Dynamite stuff. Now, the comment I was alluding to earlier about, is that why Roberts <laughs> hasn't picked up? <laughs> I said, I said, Dynamite open with Danielson versus Omega? They really did not want me to watch the rest of the show. <laughs> that, was the looked, that was the last thing he saw. He said, nah, F them. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Seriously, though, I'll be all right. What are we doing? But it's just, I was like, y'all open with this for their grand slam show at arthur Ashe stadium i was like y'all really open with this and to be they honest probably, this this is where the show peaked they probably did the whole reverse booking thing you know you put the main event first and then you work your way down and no i mean they do, wwe go. sometimes does that like wwe does this sometimes but they do it in like wrestlemania almost yeah like this monday they did that like um they announced a new day in the bloodline. That was the first thing out the gate on Raw. So they started strong, and they had an even better main event with that triple threat. You know, if you're going to start strong, at least make sure you close on a high note as well. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how they finish the show if that was the start. That blew me. Well, <laughs> let's go through it. Um, so Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega was a good match. Now, because my pessimist brain's in here. It could be better, but for the first match, it wasn't bad. Daniel clearly was in control of this match, and by which I mean he probably was the one calling the spots in this match because Kenny was not doing all the stupid stuff that Kenny sometimes like to do and left to his own devices. You know how many V triggers he hit, Alex? One. He only hit four. <laughs> As opposed to 20, which yeah, he normally hits yeah. like 20, 30 of them in a match. I'm exaggerating. Yeah. It's more like it's more than five. Sometimes he'll hit like yeah. more than five. It reminds me of the Okada match that he had. And it was just be triggered, be triggered, be triggered. Exactly. And they set it up well, too, because the first time he hit a V trigger was after he hit the Snapdragon on Danielson on the ramp. Right. And got a running start from the ramp and got a running start from the uh, entrance way. That was the first time he hit the V trigger. Well, it sounds like they had a New Japan match. Yeah, sounds like Brian Danielson was uh, like, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna actually gonna wrestle today." (laughs) 
But yeah, this match was pretty solid. Um, Omega countered the running knee into a V trigger. Uh, the match ended with a time limit draw, which the crowd did not like. But you know, that gives them that lets them beg for more. Yeah. But they were still fighting after the bell went. Uh, Danielson locked in the LaBelle lock, and then the Bucks and Cole ran out to get him off. Second fiddle, Adam, second fiddle, Adam Cole. They all, they all ran out, and Nick Jackson still can't dress himself. And then they all super kicked Brian because, yeah, all three of them super kicked Brian at the same time. Yeah, I'm sure Robert popped big for that. <laughs> the the super click. I'm like, ugh. terrible name, terrible name. So that was how the show. Oh, oh, and Jurassic Express and Christian came out and made the save after Brian already got his head kicked off. <laughs> so you're kind of late. But yes, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega was a very good match. Now there's the rest of the show. So you want to see how this ended. Um, Punk came to the ring after. What? Yeah, Punk came in. Uh, Punk came after this. Yes. Okay, let's see how it ended. He cut a promo. <laughs> Saying it had been a long time since he or professional wrestling had been in New York City. I'm like, damn. He said F-R-O-H. <laughs> I'm not even talking about WWE. He said F-R-O-H and New Japan. Well, New Japan hasn't been in New York in a minute, but I could have sworn R-O-H was there like maybe a couple months ago. <laughs> but I could be wrong. Um, and me, again, being a smartass, is like, it's been a long time since professional wrestling has been in NYC. I'm like, and they still haven't been in NYC. <laughs> but no, nah, I'm not going to say that. He said people want him to be mad and bring the old CM Punk back. But the fans would eventually see him. But he is mad about what happened last week when Team Taz jumped him. And uh, he said he should be mad. But when the music hits and he comes out, he can't help the way he feels and being happy. And it's a love fest and all that kind of crap. And he said Team Taz wanted to take it all away from him. And he got pissed off. And he said they should have killed him because he was going to whoop Hobbs on Dynamite. Not Dynamite, Rampage, Grand Slam, which is Friday. Boy, we seen your fights. Fight good. <laughs> Stop it. MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. was after this. Why? This is also a pretty good. This is also a good match. I'm not gonna lie. I knew it was going in. Um, it wasn't that long, to be honest. Uh, it felt like a really old school type match. MJF submitted BPJ with the salt of the earth arm bar. Jake Hager and Chris Jericho had an interview. They said nothing important. Moving on. <laughs> they said nothing important. Uh, Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes was next. Cody came out with Arn and Brandy. Brandy was back, and then you know Black did his you know his sit in the middle of the ring thing, and. Brandy got in the ring and sat in front of him and flipped him off and said, F you. And I'm like, Brandy, I did not miss you on TV. <laughs> like I said, I love looking at you. She is a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. I'm just tired of looking. I was just tired of looking at her on TV. Now, a very interesting thing was like Cody was almost booed out of the building during this match. Fans were not liking Cody at all. They did the boo yes spot with Cody getting the boos. He had like thrown black out onto the ramp and was about to dive or something onto him. The crowd was booing. I was like, dang. He almost got the pin one time. He got booed. I was like, these people did not want Cody to win nothing. Um, Black hit the black mass. I still call it that because they haven't given a new name yet. Cody fell out of the ring 
and then Black tossed Cody into Arn after Ar- Arn had slipped from the apron at one point. I think that was a botch that he slipped from the apron. <laughs> then he got back on the apron, and then Black threw Cody into him. And then Cody tried to check on him, but Arn told him to get back into the match. And then during the match, Cody pushed the ref away, and Black sprayed the black mist in Cody's face and rolled him up. No pulling of the tights, or I don't think so. The cheating was the mist. So Black won. He beat Cody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There was a Miro and Sammy Guevara vignette. They're going to have a TNT title match next week. And Sammy said that uh, Sammy was like, what did he say? He was like, um, you know, kicking a man when they're down or something. That's wrong. He's like, that's low. He's like, you already won the match, but adding insults and you're kicking a man down was wrong. I was like, you did that all the time in the inner circle, though. You just turned right. baby face. Like, this ain't new. Look, just speaking as someone who was a heel at one point in my life, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, the man is down, but you got to kick him even further down to like make a point. Like, don't get your bitch ass back in here no more. <laughs> so he was talking about um how, and sort of non-convincingly, how Miro beat up Fuego, and Miro didn't even take Fuego's car. He just shoved his keys on his throat. Like, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he said, I didn't want that car. And Sammy said, when he wins the TNT title, he's going to get Fuego. He's going to celebrate by getting Fuego a new car. And I'm like, all right. Apparently, I could be wrong, but I think I saw a YouTube video that Fuego was in a squash match on WWE one time. Unmasked. But I don't know what episode of Raw it was. Um... Then we had FTR versus Sting and Darby Allen. This match was okay. Uh, Harwood, uh, Tully and Harwood had set up a chair between the ropes and Sting, uh, Sting, well, he tried to throw Sting, Sting was about to do the Stinger splash, but saw the chair and stopped and then he threw Harwood into the, he threw Harwood into the chair. Yeah. And then Sting got the Scorpion Deathlock and then Wheeler tried to break it up, but Darby hit the coffin drop on him and then Harwood tapped. Oh my god. Now we've reached the main event of the show. The AEW Women's Championship. <laughs> Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. Good for them. This match was okay. To be honest, it's probably the second worst match of the night. The overall worst to me, even though it wasn't bad, it was FTR versus Sting and Darby. Uh. But that one wasn't bad either. This actually, no, no, that's a lie. This was probably the worst match of the night. Not that, again, not that it was bad. It's just you know, compared to the others, it wasn't as good. Or, or as Melson would say, according to AW, the least best match. <laughs> I remember he said that. I, I forgot. It was like one of their pay per views, one of their first pay per views. I forgot what match it was. That was just terrible. And he was like, it wasn't even bad. He said it wasn't bad. It was the least best match. I was like, you really said that. That is the most, that is the most, like, <laughs> passive-aggressive thing you could say. This man said, least best. So, yeah, that, that was the main event. Um, it, Like I said, it wasn't that great. Uh, like I said, Britt's still fairly green. She's good on the mic, but she still hasn't reached the point where she can carry a match by herself yet. Um, Ruby did fine. <laughs> to me ruby soho or ruby riot heidi lovelace whatever you want to call her she's i like her but she's to me she's always mostly been a mid-tier wrestler um speaking of her real quick side note 
I did not listen to Jericho's podcast because why would I do that? But of course, as with every new AEW hire, they had to do a Jericho podcast. Apparently, according to Ruby, the idea for the Riot Squad came about after Vince saw Suicide Squad. I'm like, Vince McMahon watched Suicide Squad? That's interesting. I think his grandkid got him to watch that. It was like, Grandpa, come watch this with us. Because I think what well, I, I think Ruby said she was supposed to be like, like if they were going by character, she was supposed to be the Joker. Liv was obviously Harley, and I forgot who they said Sarah was supposed to be. Uh, Maybe Killer Croc. I don't know, but like that—that <laughs> that was a that that was apparently according to her. That's where they got the. That's where Vince got the idea from. He saw Suicide Squad, and I'm like, well, if it helps, I like the Rise Squad way more than I like that first Suicide Squad movie. So. <laughs> I heard the second one is solid though. I still haven't watched it. Um, but yeah, Soho hit the riot kick, or they call it the no future. I prefer the riot kick. She rebel distracted the ref, and Jamie Hader hot shotted so- Soho on the top rope, and then Britt submitted her with the lockjaw, so she retained, and that was how the show ended. Mm. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> I mean though for real though yeah you start hot with Omega versus Danielson I mean granted give it to the crowd their energy was up pretty much the entire night though I think by the time they got to the women's match they had like kind of petered out but I'm like you started with Danielson versus Omega and then nothing obviously nothing was going to top that even Punk was like in his promo when he first started he was like well I'm glad I'm not wrestling tonight Who, you, how do you top that and I was like you don't because nobody did so <laughs> I feel like they watched Raw and they were like, all right, now we need to top Raw. We start strong, but we didn't end strong. (laughs) I was thinking that too. Like, I was like, he started with that. He's still structuring the show like he got to compete with NXT. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have booked Danielson and Omega on free TV. Uh-uh. Or if it you're going to no do flash. it, at least make it the main event segment. You could have eat This right. show would have been better if they just literally did this in reverse. Yeah. yeah. Like, just have Brit and Ruby go first, then FTR with Sting and Darby, then Black and Cody, then MJF Pillman, and then end with Danielson Omega. Like, literally all you would have to do is just do this in reverse. Uh-huh. And just move the Punk segment to right after ruby uh ruby baker or before um danielson omega. and omega yeah you could take out the hair you can take out the hair jericho interview <laughs> <laughs> i mean all they did was like talk about their because they have a match on rampage dynamite rampage dynamite rampage grand slam they're facing ethan page and scorpio sky also jericho talking about call bring like dan Lambert. you can bring your MMA meatheads. I'm like, Jerry Dos Santos would whoop both of y'all. Easy. Right? Like, what? I'm like, y'all really talking trash about Jerry Dos Santos. Like, what? Okay. Um. So, yeah. Show started strong. Didn't end that way. But it wasn't a bad dynamite. Mostly because, again, they took a lot of the stupid stuff. Now, Rampage Grand Slam, right? Spoilers. What? Okay. Oh, these are taped? I did not know these were taped. When did they tape Rampage Grand Slam? 
anyway um here's the card for rampage grand slam anna javers penelope ford um the lucha brothers and santana and ortiz versus private party and the butcher and the blade men of the year which are page and uh scorpio versus jericho and hager adam cole and the young bucks versus christian cage and jurassic express powerhouse hobbs versus punk and then a lights out match with eddie kingston and john moxley versus minoru suzuki and lance archer what they got suzuki going on is that the main event yeah i think so oh because i mean if it wasn't a lights out match i would have made that match first because who trying to yeah. I'm, I'm sick of seeing john moxley in the show <laughs> <laughs> you just put, could have put powerhouse hobbs and punk in that spot <laughs> we got he needs to go home he needs to be on fraternity duties what he needs to do you know why they put punk on rampage grand slam right because of ratings boy ever since punk <laughs> like for real like they had like a huge rating i don't think it beat smackdown but they still had like a huge rating when punk came back right for that rampage yeah ever since then they've had they barely had half that granted what happens when you're uh granted they're also like in a death spot like they come on after smackdown like who is trying to watch like anything from 10 to 11 on a friday night everybody already west out. coast people right yeah, heck no. Nah. They're trying to get that adult. Uh, they're trying to get that 18 to 60. Well, no, I wouldn't even say that. 18 to 48. Those are the only people awake. Or actually, no, 15. I'd say 15, 14, 15 to 48. Y'all care for Rampage spoilers? No. Uh, okay. Shoot, I ain't tripping. Well, Punk won, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Beat uh, uh, one via pinfall. Punk wore trunks again. Yay, because that's a highlight. After wearing pants in his debut match against Darby, there were a lot of hook chants, so the crowd likes hook. And he won with the GTS. I bet Robert's going to lose his mind when he sees that. Uh, Cole and the Bucks beat Christian and Dress Express. Luchasaurus got hit with the Panama Sunrise, BTE trigger, and the last shot. So they did a million and two moves to him to beat him. I mean, he's Luchasaurus. I mean, I hope so. Oh, Paige and Scorpio Sky actually beat Jericho and Hager. That is legit surprising. But that also means that Jericho is going to have a 15-year feud with them, which will result in him winning again. Who do you think it's going to be? Like, who's going to be, like, the uh, the main guy he's feuding with? Cole or, or not Cole, Paige or uh, Sky? Dan Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> that's, really, that's really who he's feuding with is Dan Lambert. Oh, God. Uh, then American Top Team beat up Jericho and Hager, and Tony Khan came out and got roughed up a little bit, which means he probably got shook. Uh, Miro yeah, jumped to the ground. Miro jumped Sammy Guevara and Fuego del Sol during their cue card segment, and then Miro threw Fuego off the stage. Miro really hates Fuego, Rike. <laughs> like, what is <laughs> like what is going on? Oh, no. Miro said. Miro was comment. like. Miro was like, you are no true masked man. I knew masked men like Rey Mysterio and Grand Metalik. <laughs> no, you are didn't. not. You are not them. <laughs> he didn't really say that, did he? No, but that'd be funny if he did. Oh, You're no true masked man like Kane. <laughs> nah, he need to hit him with the Sin Cara. Sin Cara? I knew all the Sin Cara. I knew both Sin Cara. <laughs> Train with them in the PC. <laughs> uh. Oh my god. I um, used to be a brute. And then Miro applies game over on Guevara. Oh yeah, that's the accolade. And he tears a card in half that says the next 
TNT champ. Uh, Lucha Brothers, Santana Ortiz be Private Party, Butcher and Blade. What? There was no aftermath? That is legit surprising. Um, Penelope Ford beat Anna J after receiving help from the Bunny. Take Conti ran out to make the save. Ford and Bunny took control with HFO blocking the ring. That's Hardy's. That's Matt Hardy's stable. Orange Cassidy, Statlander, and Dark Order came out. They chased off the heels. Dark Order stood in the ring. Uno and Grayson abandoned the group without giving handshakes. Uno teases going down the heel tunnel. Oh, yeah, they do have face and heel tunnels. Yep. I totally forgot about that. Uno T's going down the heel tunnel, but goes down the other one with Grayson. Uh, big hug in the ring without Cole Cabana, who is on the stage and looks to be upset about what's going on with the group. Um, Moxley and Kingston beat Suzuki and Archer. Uh, Eddie, huge Eddie chance that Suzuki's thing was super hot with the live crowd. Multiple weapons, trash can lid, candlesticks, and a belt were used. Kingston got put through a table. Uh, Moxley got handcuffed, hit with trash can landing kendo sticks. Homicide showed up and helped out Kingston and Moxley during the match. This person put this in exclamation points like this was amazing. Uh, ended up cutting the cuffs to free Moxley. Kingston put a trash can over Archer's head and waxed it with a kendo stick over 20 times. He gets the pinfall win for himself and Moxley. After that, Kingston talked to the crowd and thanked them and gave shout outs to his mom, Moxley Homicide, and said New York is now AEW's town. As long as Vince still paying that money to go in MSG, that's not. So that was Rampage, Grand Slam. I mean, by the time this comes out, it will already have happened. So, uh, look, we were going to talk Dark Side, but we'll talk about Dark Side next week. Jesus Christ. Woo! And the aftermath that caused, but now we'll end it with extreme rules we were going to talk g1 but honestly i have only watched one the first match of day one of the g1 <laughs> i'll have more next week when i watch more days i'm still going through the stardom tournament uh okay extreme rules 2021 here are the matches we got six of them that's surprising i thought there'd be more becky lynch versus bianca belair for the women's championship SmackDown Women's Championship. Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. When did Jeff Hardy get put in this match? He beat Sheamus on Raw. Good old WWE logic. Guys in a title match, beat him. <laughs> <laughs> um, triple threat for the U.S. Championship. You know who I could see happening in this match? Jeff pinning Sheamus and winning the title. Yeah. That'll make him a what? Three-time, four-time U.S. champ? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> uh, Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Roman Reigns versus Demon Finn Balor in an Extreme Rules match for the Universal Championship. The Usos versus the Street Profits for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. And Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Match of the night right there. And that is Extreme Rules. Do you see why I didn't know this was going on? Because <laughs> it's just happening. Oh my god, next is Crown Jewel, where we're going to have Brock versus Roman. Why? Why is that a Crown Jewel? They're going to make everybody... They, gonna, they found a way to make everybody watch a Saudi show. And I'm probably still not going to watch it. But, like, you couldn't wait till Survivor Series, Vince? Jesus Christ. Or at least a Rumble. Or a Rumble, but, you know, they got to have it now. So, I mean, you can wait till Survivor Series? Like, and I don't know when... Like Robert put up a good point. He was like, "Are they doing takeovers anymore? Because they haven't have they haven't announced a new takeover yet." 
normally they shoot, I think last year the schedule was February, June, August, October, and December. So I was expecting another takeover in October. I, I was wondering if they were still going to do them or not. I would assume they would, but I don't know. I know uh, there's this article that went around that Tony Khan was about why he does four, why he only does like four pay reviews as opposed to WWE. I'm like, well, WWE has enough money to do all the pay reviews. Yeah. Huh. Back in the time where they made all those pay, I mean, the reason they had made all those pay reviews was because they were so in demand, first off, and they had a big enough roster to do it all. So they had enough. Now they need to cut down the number of pay reviews. And I keep saying, y'all, they need to go back to making those brand exclusive. Mm-hmm. It will be better. Like, what was it? 2016 was the last time they were brand exclusive? Yeah, that was it. And that was when SmackDown was putting on better pay-per-views than Raw. Yeah. AJ won the title at Backlash, I think. Yeah, Backlash that wasn't even originally on the calendar. Nope. He, he beat yeah. Ambrose at that Backlash. Was what was the Matt? What was the uh, what was the show with Ziggler versus Miz? It was either Backlash or No Mercy. One of them. I think it was No Mercy because that match was great. With the stipulation being, what was the stip? If Ziggler lost, he'd leave WWE. Yeah. And this was right around the time where they could do that because it was like, is Dolph gonna leave? Because Dolph had put it enough time where it was like, it Dolph could legit leave. And he won, and it was great. And then he lost the title again in the Build to Survivor Series. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Why do all that? And he just left. And he just dropped the title anyway. I forgot who beat him, too. It, it just made no sense. Uh, but yeah, that's Extreme Rules. That's this Sunday, the 25th. No, no, 26, 26. Um, I'll be in Texas during that time. I'll probably, I'll try and watch it. I'll probably, that night, yeah, I'll be in the hotel that night. So, maybe the hotel, we'll see. Um, Yeah, that's, that's where I'll be. So, I'll try and watch it. If not, I'll definitely watch it when I get back Monday, since I don't have to go to work. Hopefully, it's better than last year's Extreme Rules. Yeah, I didn't even finish last year's stream with Ray's eye coming out. The horror show. That's accurate. But on that note, I think we're gonna call the night for tonight. Like we didn't even do our predictions. No, we didn't actually. You know, let's do that real quick. Um okay, this should be easy. Becky, Jeff, Charlotte, Roman, Usos. Live. Okay. Uh, Bianca, Damien, Charlotte, because <laughs> it's in Alexa Bliss's hometown, so you know she's leaving. Um, <laughs> Roman, the Usos, and Morgan. Like, I'd like True Profits to win, but eh, just let the Usos keep it a little bit longer as long as Roman got the title. Yeah. All right. Then Alex is currently muted, <laughs> but <laughs> we will. Uh, see y'all next week. Yep. Hopefully with Robert. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, since you're back real quick, Alex, give us the predictions. Oh my god, for Extreme Rules? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going babyface. 
half baby face, half heels. That's my prediction. <laughs> okay. I'm playing it safe. I gotta play it safe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. On that note, we will see. Talk to y'all, folks, next week.